Sairam dear listeners and welcome to Fleeting Moments Lasting Memories our series of conversations on Radio Sai with former students of Bhagwan's educational institutions Today is January 3 2017 The beautiful new year celebrations have just concluded The new year celebrations is the time when the alumni of Sri Satyasai educational institutions gather at the lotus feet of their beloved master their beloved mother sai to offer their collective gratitude for all that he means to them so it's truly a very beautiful occasion of homecoming and reconnecting coming home to the abode of their beloved divine mother and reconnecting with so many other brothers across batches and years and it is so energizing just being with so many siblings of yours you connect so effortlessly with any one of them does not matter if a brother graduated in the 2000 or someone else left the portals of his college in 1990 or in 1975 or 1985 it is just one beautiful brotherhood and it is really priceless listening to the experiences and reflections of the batches of students as it gets older because the senior you are the more of physical time of bhagwan you have enjoyed especially the brothers who belonged to the batches in the 70s and 80s because at that point in time there was no hospital or water project the students were bhagwan's only project if he was not with the devotees he was with the students molding and shaping them in multi dimensional ways and today you see so many of them functioning as beautiful carriers of his message as his messengers of love you have brother vijay bhaskar who belongs to that era who is today a trustee of the shri satyasai central trust he was earlier an executive director at reserve bank of india you had brother kiran patel who did his phd in united kingdom and after bhagwan's departure from his physical form he served as the chairperson of the uk satyasai organization until very recently and today by bhagwan's blessings and grace i have brother kiran patel's brother older brother brother navin patel in fact it was brother navin patel who also groomed brother kiran patel and handed over the responsibility of national spiritual coordinator early 2000 so that he can be groomed to take over the satyasai organization in united kingdom and brother kiran patel joined bhagwan's college way back in 1970 in fact he belongs to the very first batch of students that joined the shri satyasai college in bundavan Bhagwan's college in Bandavan started in 1969 with one course bachelor's of arts and brother Navin Patel joined in 1970 when Bhagwan started the hostel he was the first batch he belongs to the first batch of 12 students who comprised the Sri Satyasai hostel in Bandavan so he completed his PUC which is the one year course at that point in time before you join your graduation 
Later on, the PUC or the pre-university course became two years course. And he went on to do his bachelor's in sciences, studying the subjects chemistry, botany and geology, as per Bhagwan's explicit directions. And after that, he really wanted to continue being there at Bhagwan's lotus feet, but Bhagwan had different plans for him. Bhagwan sent him to United Kingdom in 1974 to guide the Satisai organization. So he began as the secretary of Satisai organization. He built the organization along with other brothers and sisters there. He was the seva coordinator in Leicester. He became the regional chair of Satisai organizations of Region 4. He served in this position for nearly a decade. Then he went on to be the National Spiritual Coordinator. And even now, he's very active in the organization, even though he does not hold any official position. But he's the one looking after the other brothers in the organization, guiding the other devotees in the organization as a mentor and as someone who has spent years, almost his lifetime, in building the Satisai organization in the United Kingdom. Professionally, he's a biochemist. He serves in the University Hospitals of Leicester. And known for his diligence, known for his experience, known for his character and what he brings into the professional space. The hospitals did not want to leave him after he finished his professional years of service. So he actually was not allowed to retire. So he continued to work even after his formal retirement and he, they extended his years of service in the hospital, which he did for a couple of years. But now given his advanced age. He still continues to serve in these hospitals, but two days a week because the hospitals do not want to leave him. That is the credibility and that is the love that Brother Naveen Patel commands not only in the Satisa organization, but also in the university hospitals of Leicester where he has worked all his life as a biochemist. So that is... What very briefly Brother Naveen Patel is, I'm not going into more details because it is nice to hear from him about this beautiful journey that he has had with Bhagwan, serving his mission in the UK and before that grooming to become a Sai soldier, a Sai servant directly at the lotus feet of Bhagwan. So, very warm welcome to you, Brother Naveen Patel, to Fleeting Moments, Lasting Memories. Thank you very much. It is a real honor to be here and talking about my experiences and how I came into Swami's fold. Um, and it's just beyond belief, some of the things that have happened in my life, how I came to Swami and how Swami has been working in within my life and my family. So it's one of those wonderful experiences that I've had. Um, and as we go along, I'll tell you more about it. Um, initially, I'm sure many of you may recall and may have read it in Satyam Shivan Sundaram as well, that Swami went to Uganda in 1968 uh, just to remind everybody that Swami visited only one country, uh, uh, that is only Uganda and Kenya, in his life. He never went out of India. And that also, he said, that was a personal visit 
by the invitation of Dr. C.G. Patel and Madhuban, the then president of the Sadisai Service Organization in Africa. So, in 1968, that was the first world conference of the Sadisai Organization. And that is the time Dr. C.G. Patel was representing Africa as such. And everybody were asked to present their reports in the organization uh, that they were doing in their regions. Eventually, it came to Dr. C.G. Patel's report. Everybody else gave about a lengthy reports, some stretching about half an hour, one hour, and yet some of them had to be cut down. Uh, but came to Dr. C.G. Patel's turn. He got up and said, Swami, we... Sai devotees in, in, in Africa love you so much. The activities that we do is just bhajan. That is all we know and we love you so much. Please come to Africa and visit us. That is simple, less than three minutes, probably 30 seconds uh, report and that was the end of it. At the end of the First of all, conference, Swami announced that he was coming, he was going to Africa and that was the start of it. That was in April and June. As promised, Swami came to Africa. But the, the irony of it is that Swami promised Dr. Siji Patel and Madhuban that I'll come to your home in Africa in June. He didn't specify what year it was. And you won't believe this. Swami kept his promise. He came to Africa. He, he landed in, in uh, Nairobi, that is Kenya. And from there, he was supposed to fly from Nairobi to Entebbe, which is the airport uh, about 20-25 miles away from Kampala. Swami chose not to go by the flight from Nairobi to Entebbe. Instead, he said, so many of my devotees are waiting on the roads. Now, we had not, nobody had made any public announcements that Swami was coming there, Sai Baba was coming there. And uh, Swami said, no, I've got devotees waiting on the roads. I want to go by the road. And from there, it was a 12 to 14 hours journey that Swami made through very haphazardous, not very good roads uh, from Nairobi to Kampala. On the way, Swami met so many of the devotees. And who were the devotees? Not the Asians. They were African people, African devotees. How did they come to know? Obviously, Swami has got his own ways of bringing his devotees and giving them darshan. On the routes, Swami's motorcade had to stop so many places to such that people could have Swami's darshan properly. These Africans, they were just flabbergasted. They were so amazed with seeing Bhagwan in amidst them. And they, African word for Bhagwan or the God is Mungu. And so Mungu has come here. Mungu, the Bhagwan has come here. And the, uh, the motorcade took so long and cross the borders. Obviously, both sides of the country, the, the Kenyan government and the Ugandan government, had provided motorcades and police escorts and everything to Swami's vehicles to come to Uganda. And uh, Swami entered Dr. Siji Patel's home at the last moments of the June 
1968 and he quickly entered the house and told Dr. C.J. Patel and Madhuban, right, I kept my promise. And then he immediately came out of the house because there was a big marquee outside where thousands of devotees waiting for Swami's darshan the whole day thinking that Swami would come earlier. But as he came by the motorcade, by the cars, it took so long for Swami to come. So he kept the promise that he had made. What a wonderful incident that he did. And then over the period when Swami was staying in Kampala, Swami visited many places. But the incident that I'm going to narrate is this thing. I was one of the one of the three special volunteers to serve Swami and his party uh, that uh, were accompanying Swami uh, when the, Swami came to uh, Africa. And uh, my duties besides serving the uh, the party that came in was to attend the main gates uh, where the VIPs would come through. Um, and uh, I would escort them into a VIP area where Swami would be giving them an interview. And just to give you a few names of these VIPs is General Oriyama, who was a police uh, inspector commander of the police in Uganda. Idi Amin, I'm sure all of you know Idi Amin's and uh, the famous name that has been made out of him. Uh, he was another one who came in. And let me narrate a very quick incident with uh, Idi Amin. I escorted him uh, to the room, uh, made him sit in that room, and he was very gentle, very polite. Joe, though, is a giant-looking person. And he asked me, how should I greet Sai Baba? How should I bow down to him? So I had to show him everything. But he had that humility to ask and do accordingly. And very humble person at that time. Obviously, Swami saw, must have seen something in him that he rose to, the, to be the president of Uganda then after the military coup in Uganda. But coming back to this thing, um, the duties that I had Early hours of the morning, the part of the duty was that I was to decorate this path that led from Swami's bungalow to a massive marquee that was erected outside. There was about 50 to 100 meters uh, distance. And I had to arrange this path with flowers. Uh, in Uganda, in East Africa, you get plenty of flowers because the soil, especially of Ugandan soil, is very fertile. Uh, and you get wonderful flowers with fragrance and all that sort of thing. So we had plentiful of those flowers. And I used to create my own patterns. Nobody was there to guide me. Because there, those days there were very, very few devotees around who can guide us. But I had seen some uh, films that came from Pishantanilam. And in that I had seen uh, the ladies in Pishantanilam creating Beautiful rangolis with uh, obviously different colors uh, and then um, using flowers as well. So I tried doing that and I was doing this. One of those days, it so happened, this was at about 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the morning. I was in the middle of doing this path. I was all alone there as, you know, there are only very few duties at that time. And I was doing this pattern 
uh, of the path and i had run out of ideas and that day i thought what shall i decorate this path with and then i thought swami keeps talking about the world religions the the five great symbols that is on swami's emblem on on swami's symbol so you got the cross the om the um, the, the 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 fire the um, the chakra um so uh, all those and and obviously you got crescent uh, as well for islam so i thought i'll do those uh, in the flowers that i've got and lay it on this path and swami will walk over that and go and give darshan to devotees outside in the big market so that was the idea and i proceeded with that probably i done one a symbol i was probably halfway through the second symbol suddenly i felt swami is standing next to me now remember devotees i said this is early hours of the morning this is about 3 or 30 in the morning that is a time when you are not expecting swami outside at all and if swami is coming outside then obviously there will be devotees other people uh, around him like the host dr cg patel and madhuben and the other people like raja reddy and other people would be around him uh, nobody was there and suddenly this feeling started coming but i still did not raise my my head to see what was going around me i just um, concentrating on the patterns that i was doing suddenly i felt a kick on my backside that was my first direct contact with bhagwan and suddenly looked up and what do i see bhagwan in front of me ah what do you do obviously i got up do you say sairam to swami i don't know i just lost words what can i say to swami so i just kept quiet and i just with folded hands I stood in front of swami um and then uh, swami was by that time admiring this beautiful rose gardens that we had created around the path of this flower path that i was telling you about this beautiful rose gardens that had been created there was rose bushes um planted around and there were beautiful flowers on those rose bushes so swami was admiring this uh, flower and then in between he was talking to me and says uh, so uh, what is your name so i said swami navin in a very timid voice i said and obviously that the tone was such that swami could hear me and obviously as though swami had not heard me I said what by that time dr sijji patel had realized that swami had already come out so he came running out of the house and shouted swami navin n a v i n swami said, shut up didn't ask you and said, let him talk when swami wants you to communicate with him converse with him nobody else should be allowed to interfere that is swami's message very clearly and when he swami wants to talk to you directly he will not let anybody else interfere in there and uh, obviously this conversation continued for a while and then in between swami asked me um what are you doing uh, studying yes swami i'm studying so what are you studying at that, that time i was doing uh, o level uh, and i was soon to appear for o level examination o level is in the in in india is more like uh, the uh, secondary 
uh, higher secondary uh, when you're leaving higher secondary to join the university that exam is it the 11th exam or something like that so 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 you were living in uh, Uganda at that point ah, yes i was born i'm born in Uganda okay and uh, never left the country never been to prashantilayam before okay. never been to swami in brindavan or anywhere and that was my first visit sorry first time seeing swami in in physical form but i've i've seen i'd seen so many super eight videos of swami that came from prashantilayam every time Madhuban and uh, Dr. C.J. Patel came from Prashanti after a festival. They would bring a video. Sorry, not video. Those days it was Super 8 films. And we would watch that intensely and uh, enjoy the place. So bliss. your introduction to Swami was through Dr. C.J. Patel? In a way, yes. Okay. But there is a, a slight uh, de- digressing from there. It is... from very early childhood from about 8 to 9 years old uh in my mind i had something that because my father used to read the ramayana and mahabharata at home because we stayed in a very remote place where nobody else was there so at night time my father would read this mahabharata ramayana and uh, i would uh, get a perception of that sort of thing and i felt in my heart that no i need to see god if god ex- really exists mm-hmm. i want to see god you know in physical form so when we moved into kampala city before that we were in uh, in uh, near mkono which is uh, uh, into jungles uh, nearby where my father was the manager in uh, a big forestry uh, industry so when we moved into kampala city because of our education taking us into this sort of places so my parents moved into kampala and there there were uh, big temples one of them was uh, the sanatan temple a uh, beautiful temple and i used to go to the temple every morning sorry every evening after school and uh, you know see all these images of deities of krishna rama shiva and all this thing but to me they were still in my heart i felt they're still stones they are you know they are murtis they are they are idols that's all i i had no feeling that no god is there i'm still searching for this god and one day uh, a friend of mine from the school said you go to this temple every day um do you want to go to another temple it's a sai baba temple it's not a temple this is somebody's house they do bhajans every thursday i say why not you know if i'm if i'm in sanatan temple or there bhajans are going to happen and i went there something clicked me at this house where the bhajans were held this is well before dr cj patel's home became like a temple and this is where we used to go do a bhajans every thursday and uh, probably about two hours bhajans and i used to go and attend there and then suddenly when dr cg when when bhagwan was supposed to be coming to uh, africa everything moved over to dr cg patel's place um because needed a bigger place and swami's you know public talks and everything was supposed to be happening so that is why dr cg patel's place was ideal for that and that is how i was then introduced to dr cg patel's uh, and then because we were very small group 
uh, I being one of the youngest ones, Dr. C.J. Patel and Mother Wen took liking to us and said, look, why don't you come forth and join uh, several other members when Swami's teams come? You can be the serving team and look after the other thing. And that was great for us. Even though I was supposed to go to school, those 15 days, I abstained from going to school. <laughs> Just wanted to stay near Swami and serve Him. So what was your idea of Swami before you actually saw Swami? Idea of Swami, I mean, years before that, I saw a black and white photo of Swami with this afro hair at my uh, uh, maternal uncle's place in Kampala. I thought, why has he got this African uh, uh, photo in there? So I asked him, and he said, no, this is Sai Baba, is God, you know. So I didn't get much information from there. But that was probably the inception as a little siddling in my mind that somebody who's got an afro hair is there, is God. And then slowly got introduced when I went to the the bhajans and slowly then realized who that afro hair was, that Sai Baba. And then slowly when I moved over to Dr. C. Patel's place and we saw this thing and then life, I, I always wanted to, cra- I, was, I was craving to come to Bhagawan, physically come and visit Swami. And so have you had some idea, but you didn't really have complete faith, or you didn't believe in no, him as God. No, you no, no. Maybe you're just an interesting person, or they're, they're just interesting person, and but still not completely satisfied that that is God. But for some reason, it was drawing me towards Swami all the time. Did you I like? I didn't feel like going back to Sanatan Temple. Mm. For some reason, I felt no. There is something here. a divinity or some sort of power that is pulling me towards mm. the Satya Sai Baba uh, bhajans and those things that were there. Uh, for some reason, I felt those idols that were in the temples were just idols. But for some reason, here was different. And that's what drew to me. And yet, doubts were there in my mind that they call this Sai Baba, so-called Sai Baba, God, I've not had any experiences of this. How can it be? So when, coming back to this, where I'm still laying the path and Swami is asking me about this thing, and Swami is then asking, what am I doing? What am I studying? I said, Swami, this is what I'm studying. In a couple of months' time, I'll have my examination. And those days, well, the, 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 the O-level examinations in, in East Africa happens to be in uh, November, December. Uh, elsewhere in UK and uh, India, obviously the final examinations are sometimes in summer, in June, July or something like that. Uh, but in UK also is something like that. So the new admissions starts in September in UK and India as well. But in Africa, we finish off in about December or so. So when, I mean, uh, back to Swami's uh, conversation. Swami said, so you are studying and uh, uh, what is your plan after that? Swami, after that, uh, I've uh, seeked an, uh, an admission in a school in London. So I'll go and study in London 
so what do you want to do after that? So I mean, I want to become a, a doctor, and so that way, uh, good, good. And suddenly, Swami took a turn on himself, like 360 de- degrees from east, west, south, and back to north where uh, we were standing, and looked at me and says, I'll give you admissions in my college. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I said, I didn't say anything. Well, I kept looking at Swami. Swami, after that, the conversation ended. Swami walked back straight into his, his uh, residence and back to his room. As though nothing had happened and he did not talk to anybody, straight back to his room. And over a period, um, for the months after that, when Swami came back to India and so many festivals happened, Dr. C.J. Patel and Mother Ben kept coming to uh, Swami in uh, Prashantinilam. Every time Swami would ask, would tell them the last instruction before they left Prashantinilam, tell that boy to come to me, to my, to me, to my college. Dear brothers and sisters, the interesting thing is that when Swami promised this thing, I'll give you admission in my college, there was no college, there was no plan of college. Yes. So how come this person, yet I'm not convinced he's God, this person is promising me a, a, a seat in his college which doesn't exist. This is 1968. The college actually came into being in 1969. <laughs> so, it's very interesting times. And, and then, when I finished my final examination, O-level examination, Dr. C.J. Patel said, Remember, Swami is asking about you every time we go there. And he keeps saying, send that boy to me. What have you got to lose now? You finish your exams. Between now, from December, January, till September, you've got nothing to do. In September, you will go to UK. Fine. But from now on, what are you going to do? So four of us decided to go and take a trip around the East African cities. So from... From Uganda, we went to Nairobi, Kenya, and then Tanzania, Dar es Salaam, Mwanza, uh, and then took a, a ferry into from Lake Victoria, the big Lake Victoria, and cut across from there straight to Port Bell, which is the coast, the, the port in Kampala itself, uh, back to Kampala. So it's a big tour. And what did we do? We just went around to all the centers in the, the, these these places, singing about Bhagwan's beautiful bhajans. That's all we knew. Oh. Nothing else. <laughs> Did so, Swami comment on the beautiful decoration that you were doing? He didn't say anything, but you know. Just, the the Saradharma decoration that you Oh, sorry. Yeah, coming back to that. He said, yes. So, the path that you're laying down. Good, good. So, you expect me to walk over that path? I said, yes, Swami. I've created it for you, especially for you. And uh, Swami says, I'll not walk over that. I looked at very puzzled, very puzzled at Swami and said, thought to myself, why not? I said, I'll walk over the thorns, Swami says. I said, Swami, no, it'll hurt you. They're, they're, they're the big thorns in, in this the, uh, rose garden, the, the bushes. And I'll, he says, no, I'll walk over that. Because, why? No divinity will tread on any symbol. 
so he will not walk over that he will walk or he would rather walk over the thorns no divinity will tread on any religious symbol. any religious symbols if if a divine person tells you that he will walk over symbols that is not divine that that's a clear message for all of us devotees as well that many times people lay symbols on the floor or photos on the floor and tread on it that is not right many times even at home we have diwali celebrations and this sort of things people send photos of bhagwan um the different deities and all this sort of thing as as uh, to to different people and exchange this uh, with each other as as their greetings and then what happens is that they throw it away they discard it people tread on it that is not right way of dealing with these sort of things it uh, there is a place for everything and bhagwan's photos or effigies or pictures or or deed that they the the murtis or idols must not be tread upon or discarded in some in that way at all there is place for everything and must be given due respect where it is all due yes and it's, it's a very clear message for me and that is one of those things i keep saying to everybody wherever my talk is mm. that you know and to be sure there is such a profound message there no person who tries to walk over in a religion or you know or denounce any religion can ever be divine never never if it is divine then he will definitely only respect all the religions of course of course and sometimes i see children uh, probably uh, are misled by this and they, they sometimes trample upon it uh, if it's laid in such a way that the children can get hold of it or walk over it uh, but the parents should be more cautious about it not that i'm suggesting that they get angry at them no it's just that it's a matter of education that we should be more careful where we place certain things everything has got a place of its own and it must be kept a reverence must be given to everything that is there so even Wonderful. children will follow that well i think there was uh, such a powerful message that swami gave you know and that too when, when you think about that incident it is early morning 3:30 swami suddenly brahma comes brahma murtam time swami suddenly comes out of his room the <laughs> lord never sleeps <laughs> he's That's constantly true. thinking about uh, uh, how to groom you know yes. how to look after every devotee how to bring the right person at the right time to him so that he can have a life that is fulfilling and yes. that is how you know at that point in time when you think about it so many things fell in place you being in africa somi coming to africa <laughs> and 3:30 in the morning he he nudging you yes. and telling you hello <laughs> you are not going to london you have to come and be yes. with me yes wow so, so um coming back to this thing that you know after finishing dr cg patel says so now you have made a tour around the east africa what are you going to do i still got time so say, why don't you go to uh, india swami is coming to dhamakshetra in april go to uh, dhamakshetra that mumbai. time mumbai um, and um, i said okay uh, and dr cj patel assured if you don't like come back you know go back to uk you still got plenty of time after that 
I said, okay, I'll go. So very reluctant, this <laughs> stupid Navin Patel <laughs> decides to go to 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 India, um, not I knowing. It, it didn't really have any impact. So much of an impact on you when Swami said, "Come and you know, no. come and study in my college." You didn't no. really think so. Only much thing about I it. felt was this person is such. This God is still not coming yeah. to me yet. Hmm. But this person is so concerned about me that he wants me to come to his college. It must be more than that. But uh, no, I still continue going to London. You know, yeah. that was, mm. yeah, yeah. People say that, you know, mm. come to my college. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, just sort mm. of a mm. put it by by the side sort yeah. of thing, you know. And uh, that April, June, April, um, I uh, came. To Mumbai, Swami was in Mumbai in Damakshetra, and uh, first day we came to Damakshetra. Obviously, those people who have been to Damakshetra, they know it's on top of the hill, and there is a, 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 a this slope uh, reaching the Damakshetra, the the, the mandir, uh, the deep uh, Satyadip, Satyadip. Sorry, it's very steep hill. And on this steep hill, devotees start to sit for darshan. And you wouldn't believe this. Very early morning, myself and one of the other boys who was with me was Anup Shah. Both of us had joined, had come to uh, Mumbai. And suddenly seeing thousands of devotees rushing there. And the volunteers in Mumbai, all very aggressive, pushed us straight into these little corners. We had not seen so many people before. I mean, in Africa, <laughs> you, 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 you don't see such big crowds. Mm-hmm. And we were pushed into this crowd, uh, into these big squares, um, and uh, as though you are not to be found again. Uh, all I had was one letter that Dr. C.G. Patel had written for me, written for me to be given to Swami as an introduction as though Swami doesn't know anything about it <laughs> but mm-hmm. Dr. C.J. Patel had given this letter to me Swami very beautifully comes down this slope and enters this big marquee like place um, and you've got all these squares and devotees we are pushed into about third or fourth uh, square from the uh, stage and Swami is make, trying to make his way through that um, this path and devotees keep falling in between even though the volunteers are pushing them aside and they block Swami's path so Swami comes out again takes another route and finally comes directly straight in front of me and says you got a letter for me Oh. And so he was looking for me and nobody else, you know. He came straight to me and said, you got a letter for me. I was shocked. And I hold the letter in front of him. So he grabs it, takes it, and he goes, moves, and returns back back to the stage. And then Arthi and all those things play, takes place. And then, um, Swami has obviously gone into Satyadeep up in Monday. That time there is a lot. There are a lot of meetings, and one of the meetings was a Balvikas meeting. We didn't realize this, but outside on the stage, they are announcing that there are two African boys who come. Would they come present themselves to the stage, please, very quickly? 
So he unopened myself. We are standing in the corner. He said, no, looking at ourselves. We are not Africans. We haven't got black skin. So we are just, yes, it must be somebody else. So we just kept quiet. We stood there. And Mother Wen was looking from distance. Yes, they're asking for you. Go. And then we suddenly tried rushing up front. There are three tiers of volunteers in front of us. Mm. The volunteers, you're not Africans. You're not black. You're Asians. You're, you're Indians. They're not asking for you. And they would not listen to us. They, they would not let us pass these three tiers of volunteers that are there. Doc, then suddenly, Indulal Shah, they knew, he knew us because he came to Africa with Swami. He knew us from then. And he looks as he came down running from upstairs. Swami is asking for this voice. He looks at the distance. Allow this voice quickly. <laughs> Shocking, you know. <laughs> and we were rushed. Where? Into the Balvika session that Swami was holding. So, you know, Swami is taking us through the, the Balvika session to graduate into the adults we were. Wow. Because we didn't have a Balvikas in Africa those days. All we had was Gita classes, with which, which we, we sort of uh, occasionally attended. And that's it. That's all was our initiation into the Sai fold. And Swami, we, we <laughs> happened to be in there. And Swami said, go inside. So, as I said, we were into this Balvikas meeting. Once the meeting's finished, Volunteers quickly ushered us out of the hall. We were thrown out and we thought, oh, that's the end of it. My God. Okay, <laughs> let's go outside and stand outside until late afternoon when the versions, the, the, the darshan will again. And suddenly Swami sent a message, call those two boys again. And what happened was Swami dragged us straight into the uh, dining room there. Oh. And we had our meals there. Wow. And, <laughs> and then Swami says, so what is your program now? He asks me. So Swami, Oh, we, we are with you, that's all. That is the program, <laughs> nothing else. Stay with you. Stay with me for a few days um, and everything will be okay. So we, he made us stay in, 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 in Damakshetra uh, and we were having meals, uh, you know, day in, day out. In the evenings, there used to be public meetings somewhere in Sarda Patel Stadium or somewhere there. Swami would tell us to come attend these uh, meetings as well. And thousands of devotees would come there. And that was, you know, fantastic to see these things. Sairam, you just heard the first part of the conversation with Mr. Naveen Patel, a former student of Bhagwan's college in Brindavan. Mr. Naveen did his bachelor's in sciences at Bhagwan's Lotus Feet in the initial years of the Brindavan College in Bengaluru. In 1974, Swami instructed him to move to the UK and since then, he has served in various positions in the Satyasai organizations, including being the regional coordinator for Region 4 for eight years. Professionally, he is a biochemist and has served all his life in the university hospitals of Leicester. This conversation was recorded in January 2017 and in conversation with him was Radio Sai's Bishu Prashti. Dear listener, please send in your feedback as always to listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and Sai Ram.